hands. Take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please. Open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. We are two hours into uh, what I've barely (laughs) cracked the scratched the surface on all the stuff. I think Binkley sent me 25 clips of the debate and like half of them had me cracking up and I watched the debate and the debate wasn't that funny. So I have all this stuff, but also the debt story got completely buried and it makes me crazy. (laughs) And now we have this tragedy unfolding, which is that also, I mean, these things are so sad. You don't really know what all the facts are even after you know, changes over time. I don't know. But the one thing I always try to remember is that you get very emotional and the talking heads and the politicians will exploit these opportunities and exacerbate them to tell you what the problems are, what the facts are, and what the solutions are. And I would just say, I've looked into these stories many, many times. I always try to get to the truth of the news and the details are important. Don't let you know, make sure that you investigate your own facts and think about don't lose sight of your principles of the foundational principles of law and how those principles probably in a lot of cases were not violating those principles is a lot of times what makes us vulnerable. So just apply your principles, think hard about it, pray for justice, truth, liberty, and uh, we'll stay tuned to hear the details of the story and the breaking news unfold. I have, um, I hate that a sad thing is happening on my birthday, but, uh, you know, this is the nature of the news. It's sad a lot of times. So, um, we were actually talking about, well, let me get to some calls. So we were talking about debt. We're talking about healthcare. We're talking about the debates. I'm going to go to Jerry in John's Creek. Do I have you there, Jerry? You're on with Monica. Yes, ma'am. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, so I wanted to make a, quick, a couple quick points. I know I'm limited on time. So if you want to know what health care would look like for the entire country, just look at the VA. Now, this is no swipe at veterans, okay? This is just simply at the program that's serving them. The average cost per year to, the, to a single vet is $22,000 per year. A, a point, right? As we raise our debt um, and we continue to do these global things to tie us more and more globally, it becomes very, very hard to for for them for us to bankrupt just because we'll take the entire globe with us, um, which is another concern. Um, and then, you know, Trump has mentioned a couple times in the in the past, just some passing comments. He's mentioned about there are other ways to, to refinance our debt at much lower rates. Um, he's even mentioned, uh, you know, do we even need the Federal Reserve? Um, it's never been audited. Um, anytime you have vast sums of money with no oversight, the corruption that has to be out of this world. 
And would do you think we could eliminate the Fed? <laughs> well, and- I think that, sorry, I think that the whole uh, story with the Fed, it goes way back. When you, I mean, it's a scam, right? It's a private organization that took away the power of the money from Congress in the Constitution. It's unconstitutional. And as soon as it happened, it, by implementing a fractional reserve system where banks can lend out many multiples of the amount of money they have, that enriches them at our expense. It inflates the money supply. It makes our money worth less and it makes it easier for the government to borrow. So we immediately, they needed the Fed and they needed the IRS in order to have World War I, which they wanted. It's in the congressional record under the Reese Commission, which was the follow-on of the Cox Commission of, the, of Governor Cox. They, uh, it was, World War I was meant to fundamentally change our country. And they needed this fiat money, this fake money to do it. So it's a big problem. You could eliminate it. Uh, you just have to want to restore this country. Restoring this country to the Constitution, in my opinion, actually, I like the Articles of Confederation better, but it would be as revolutionary as the American Revolution. I mean, we're that far away. We probably have 10 times the amount of taxes that we revolted against the UK for. You know, I mean, we're in much worse, much more tyrannical situation from uh, an overbearing government now than we were then. I mean, that's how big the thing is. But... We're we're just making it worse by not facing it. That we're not facing that both parties are selling us down the river like this. Both parties. There's no question about it. There is no solution in the two party system for this. It's a radical problem. So that's I mean that's just a fact. Uh, uh, and I just you know I'm I'm open to someone telling me that that it's no big deal. I know people do say that. But I don't think so, and I don't think the people who like Trump think so. Nobody's calling and saying, ah, that's no big deal. They're saying, ah, forgive them this one foible. It's the only foible. All this stuff is about debt. Healthcare is about debt. I think the immigration problem at the border or the border problem is that we spend so much money in this country. There is so, so, so much redistribution of wealth that there is absolutely no excuse, even if you have pure socialism at these levels, that you could not... Every single person should live like a middle class person and basically does. So in order to keep this debt and deficit spending going, what do you have to do? You have to make people we're basically importing crime and poverty or at least giving the impression that that's what we're doing to justify more and more spending. Like, I think that's part of the border thing, the healthcare thing. A lot of this stuff is about more debt. That's what I think it's about is just because the financial powers are the ones all wars are financial wars, right? Bankers' wars. They same bankers finance both sides of the wars. What does that tell you about the global power structure? And that's where I think it all comes down to. So thinking about this as a two-party system, I think is I mean, we're just we're two steps behind what's really going on. Uh I am going to I want to start doing some clips because I think they're fun. So let's do some clips. What do we got there, Binkley? I think I, 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 I think I wanted, let's see. All right, so here's the thing. Okay, I feel like you pointed out that they have this age thing going with Biden. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you pointed out with Mueller. Like, what was your idea with Mueller? You pegged that. Well, Mueller, the reporting the next day was like, Mueller's senile, and he just looked tired, and like he couldn't remember things, even which president appointed him initially. <laughs> yes, yes. And... 
they had been doing that with Biden as well. And I think they're eventually going to rope it around to Trump. And I did find a USA Today article that was like Biden, Bernie Sanders, Mueller, Trump. Should we be worried about the age of these politicians? And I think it's going to be a way to discredit some of the people that are running and Trump as well. I did expect the age dialectic to emerge because it was an underused dialectic. And I noticed that it did emerge after the Parkland shooting. And then ever since then, you've had this thing, which um, I remember reading in an old Russian book that said, like, there was this political tool that said um, the serfs had all the wisdom. So, like, they want to and serfdom. And of course, you should. But then they just wanted to exploit that issue to use the serfs or that, you know, as puppets. And I guess in a way, the communist revolution was uh, an extension of that. So so I see the age dialectic as being important, but there was something. So I was watching for that with Biden this time around. And then there was the the uh, the thing that I missed the first time, but that they're painting him as a Republican. I mean, really painting him as a Republican. Mm-hmm. So so as we play these clips, which I think are funny, we should pay attention to. And it's going to be so obvious when you listen to it. But it, it, it wasn't meant to be obvious. It was meant to be subtle. So look for him sounding like an idiot, like an old doddering fool, a square white dude, Republican, you know, but really, and also the Republican stuff. So let's start with clip seven. I don't even remember which was which now, but let's start My with clip seven. response is Obamacare is working. The way to build this and get to it immediately is to build on Obamacare. Go back and do take take back all the things that Trump took away, provide a public option, meaning every single person in America would be able to buy another option if they didn't like their employer plan or if they're on Medicaid, they'd automatically be in the plan. It would be take place immediately. It would move quickly and it would ensure the vast, vast, vast majority of Americans. In the meantime, what happens? Did anybody tell you how much their plans cost? My plan cost seven hundred and fifty billion dollars. That's what it costs, not $30 trillion. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. So do you see why that clip made him sound like a Republican? Two ways. Did you Tell get me. It? Okay. He kept saying Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Obamacare is what Republicans call it. That's a great point. Yeah, Democrats call it the Affordable Care Act at ACA. Yeah. So... And he was emphasizing the cost in dollars. You know, that's not a. That's, that's just, not a Democrat thing yeah, to do. That's not. I mean, they're talking about like they talk about it in a different way. He's like, my plan costs. Murr, murr, they murr. say, how dare you ask how much it's going to cost? Yes, because these are lives or whatever. Eighteen thousand dollars a person a year, a person, including all the healthy people. It just, it's, it, it doesn't make no sense. <laughs> Maybe they can get Biden some help with all that money. It just drives me crazy. Uh, all right. So um, I want to keep going with the Biden clips because they get funnier. You're the, the absolute last one. Just, it's hilarious. So we'll probably get to that in the next half hour, but we'll do another one right after this break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. We're in the home stretch. I am, it's my birthday. I forgot to tell you what I want for my birthday in the last segment, which is I'm trying to get a th- to 1,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel, which I let go completely dormant after getting taken down for bullying Sheriff Israel. 
Uh, so I have 8,500 Twitter followers. So if even a fraction of those people, if, if one in a thousand, no, one in a hundred of my Twitter followers subscribe right now, I will make my goal of 1,000 subscribers in one show. You are at 921 right now. Wow, awesome. So, so it's, it's true. I need 80 more. So if you've been hesitating, get there. And I can achieve my goal, and then I will reward you with some lighthearted and completely not political videos on how to craft fantastic cocktails. On Take budget. action now. <laughs> Take action now. Yes. You're getting that from your indivisible emails. Yes. Learning. You're, you're learning how to, how to get people galvanized. They say, I had to look up the word galvanized after one of those... Because you think it means something it doesn't. It just means, like, activate, right? There's a Democrat Democratic Socialist of America conference convention in Atlanta. Linda Sarsour is a featured guest, and I think they're plotting their uh, world takeover. Oh, are they trying to galvanize the latent socialists on the couch? I but you know so. what? This is the thing that the problem I have with the budget is that it's it's socialism. It's just socialism. It's socialism and militarism. They're like, well, in order to get socialism, we have to agree to the military stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's all too much. It's too much. I can't take it anymore. But I want to hear another Biden clip of him either uh, acting like a doddering fool, which he isn't, or sounding like a Republican. So in my grab bag, let's go for clip eight. Republican talking point. The Republicans are trying to kill Obamacare. Obamacare took care of 20 million people right off the bat, 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. And in fact, what we got is a public option that in fact would allow anybody to buy in. No one has to keep their private insurance. They can buy into this plan and they can buy into it at, with a thousand dollar deductible and let, never have to pay more than 8.5% of their income when they do it. And if they don't have any money, they'll get in free. So this idea is a bunch of malarkey, what we're talking about here. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, that there will be a deductible. It will be a deductible in their paycheck. Bernie acknowledges it. Bernie acknowledges it. Three, tr $30 trillion has to ultimately be paid. And I don't know what math you do in New York. I don't know what math you do anywhere in California. But I tell you, that's a lot of money. And there will be a deductible. The deductible will be out of your paycheck because that's what will be required. He just, right? Am I wrong? Bunch of malarkey. Malarkey is a definitely Republican <laughs> word. And it, it's just old doddering. You know what I mean? It's like, sounded so Reagan. I bet Reagan had an actual, I mean, not that Reagan was doddering, but he was portrayed such as such. And, but it's, I feel like that, like, I don't know what kind of math you do there. I feel like that was an actual Reagan quote. Like, I, I tried to find it, but I remember Reagan saying something like that. I don't know how you add two numbers together in Iowa, but here in California, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, he just sound, it like you can tell there's one where he starts talking about the immune system which one was that we got we got to check that out i'll see if i can find that clip but it's it's a good one and then the last one is too funny so let's get to those after i think we have to wait till after the break but uh yeah that republican theme keeps coming up the doddering fool but i think all of this is a setup for george's own stacy abrams to Enter stage left and steal the show. More on that little theory after the break. And go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Okay, Binkley. 
what uh, what we got on my YouTube channel. We are at nine. 45, 55 away. And I have to say, Monica makes fantastic drinks filled with so much liberty, you'll feel like Ron Paul when you're done drinking them. Actually, the first drink I'm going to do is the simplest drink and the best drink. It's a Monkey 47 Gimlet. And I looked it up at my favorite cocktail blogger. He's a great writer, Cold Glass. I'm too frivolous for him, but I like to watch his, read his stuff. And he called it the Libertarian Delight. Oh. But I didn't like why. He did it because it was loosey-goosey, like you can do anything with the recipe. Oh, I'm yeah. like, that's not right. It's because it's pure and yeah. good. There you go. <laughs> but the premise behind the videos, let me tell you, is I'm going to, like, I hate the nonsense, like, they want you to watch five minutes of the video. No. Like, in the first frame, you're going to get the recipe. In, like, the next minute, I'm going to whip it up real quick for the easy home drinker. And then we're going to, I'm going to drink the cocktail, tell you a little bit about it, tell you about hacks, tell you amusing anecdotes that <laughs> may have, yes, little, so that you have company, you know? It's like watching food TV or something. That's my goal. Very lighthearted. I feel like it's not political. And after the FBI said that conspiracy theorists were the new domestic terrorists, and yeah. some people call me a conspiracy theorist, although I just reject narratives that don't have evidence. That's all. I don't even necessarily theorize on anything. But uh, so I feel like there's the the purge is just beginning. The purge that took me off of YouTube in the first place. And now, so anyway, anybody who wants to support me, I really actually this is the home stretch. So I would love to get to that thousand so I can monetize those videos and I'll start making them right away. Uh, go to YouTube and check out my channel, Monica Perez or Monica Perez Show. And subscribe and then hit the little bell and then you can get notifications. That would be great. Thank you. So, all right, Binkley, I want to, there were two, my two favorite Biden clips we have to get to. We cannot wait. Oh, and I have to thank my mother for calling and wishing me a happy birthday. That was, that real, I've asked her to call before because she's a huge Trump supporter and I always want to take her, I want her to take, you know, one side of the argument or whatever. And she won't do it. But she called to wish me a happy birthday. So I really appreciate that. It took a lot. Anyway, um, and everybody loved it. Now I'm getting all these messages, like everybody's loving that. And, uh, you know, I'm putting a lot of effort into the um, staying cheerful because there's <laughs> bad stuff happening in the world. I want to, but yeah, I want to do the Biden thing. Let's do clip. Uh, yeah, this is the one. I thought this was, these next two clips are the ones that just, I, I, he's putting it on, I think. So start with clip 11. What plan does cover, will cover everyone, number one. Number two, the fact is that my plan also calls for controlling drug prices. The biopharma is now where things are going to go. It's no longer chemicals. It's about all these breakthroughs we have with the whole, dealing with the whole, excuse me, immune system. And what we have to do now is we have to have a form that sits in the HHS and says, as you develop a drug, you've got to come to us and decide what you can sell it for. We will set the price. And secondly, it says that you cannot raise that price beyond the cost of inflation from this point on. Thank you, Mr. The President. So he, he just stopped talking when they cut he, him he off. He stopped. It was and really interesting. Super sheepish, yeah. like, I, I know my place kind of thing. But the immune system thing, that seemed like a put on. But the reason I, I wanted the rest of the clip, too, is they, they ask us what price they can set. And we, like, prices are arbitrary. The, it, it, all of the problems that we have with this stuff is that there is too much restriction on supply. 
There's too much regulation on that stuff. There's too much. Uh, and so they it, they protect these drug companies from getting sued. So it's not like be, getting sued is regulation. That's how that is the common law way of regulating. That's the kind of system we have. You sue, you get punitive damages, and it's a deterrent to future bad actors. It works. People are outraged at tort awards, but that's what works. So, insulating people from companies from those tort awards and substituting regulation, which gets hijacked by lobbyists, is not an alternative. And the idea of pricing, setting prices, setting prices by supply and demand, which includes like the the costs of identifying the cost of your product as an element to your pricing and the cost to you as an element of what you want to buy. When those prices clear, that is the source of all or is the is the foundation of all surplus wealth in this in capitalism because you know how much stuff costs and how much it costs compared to other things that you want and it makes the market clear so if what you want costs more than someone can provide it to you for that thing doesn't get made and unless it's food water air or shelter you don't need it anyway so anything you know all the none of those things are higher costs than you're willing to pay but other things can be don't we all need an iPhone, though? You need an iPhone implanted in your brain because pretty soon your eyeballs and earballs aren't going to work anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be the necessity. Honestly, if you look at what they're doing, I think they intentionally are taking off offline all the things that can make you independent like that. The very mm-hmm. first thing in Habitat 1, which was a UN thing from years and decades ago first thing they said is you can own personal property but our goal is that real property land should not be in the hand of individuals because they can't handle it it gets amassed it's like well it doesn't get as massed as much as if you take it away and give it to like one senior entity so if you don't have access to land and water in that there do i believe that that is a trend that's happening then you really don't have any kind of independence. There is no possibility for liberty. Like, remember the difference between necessities and non-necessities and, and just, you know what I mean? Free markets will help us understand these things and protect us. But they, anyway, what? Well, they want us on those smart grids so they can hack into it and take control of everything. Yeah, I mean, that, see, that's the thing. Like, on the one hand, that's, that's about total control. And we look at that and fear that, you know, 5G, I totally am concerned about it, not only for health reasons, but for the surveillance and total information control element of it. But but I don't, I myself don't look as much on the fact that we are going to lose personal access to individually owned property, which means you have no alternative. I always thought like, have a chicken and a cow, <laughs> you know, and a piece <laughs> of land that they can eat the garbage off of. And you're probably going to survive. You know, you can make it. A couple of potatoes. You can plant in the ground. They grow themselves. You know, you don't have to till. You don't have to hull. I uh, just think about this stuff. But if you don't have a piece of land that'll grow stuff, you don't have access to water. So that's the kind of stuff we need to focus on. And his idea that you can just decide what a price is, it's completely artificial. And that's when you start having scarcity problems and competition problems. You know, you need competition. But I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I think that solves everything. (laughs) 
Uh, so let's do the other one, though, where it really pushes it over the top. This is Biden jumping. What is it? Did you say something like it? This is jumping the shark. Can you double jump a shark? Like, can you jump the shark? And the debates dry, dry beyond jump. jump the shark. The <laughs> double, triple jumped it. Yeah. So let's hear Biden in the closing moment of the debate, jumping the shark with his leather jacket on. Which clip is this? 11. 11. No, it's not 11. Five. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. I wonder if a bunch of people showed up to that zip code <laughs> ready to defend Joe Biden. And what is the actual, it's just, it's like 2020, right? It's 2020, and you could see him squinting when he was reading that was if he you look laughing? at it closely. Because it was no, hard for me to find the video, so I missed that. that he was straining was trying to read a teleprompter, and I, I just think that when your top leading candidate doesn't know what year it is... <laughs> Then you're going to open the door from, for someone else to walk in. Or what his own website is or any of that. Yeah. And all his ideas are outdated. He's stammering. Yeah. He's a Republican. He's calling it Obamacare. Yeah. Yeah. They said that he did well in that debate and Kamala Harris was taken down. Well, she set herself up. I mean, all the things she did were and she kept saying we're going to prosecute this president we're going to prosecute this race and then Tulsi Gabbard is like you were a bad prosecutor bad prosecutor and then <laughs> Kamala Harris is like oh I shouldn't have said prosecutor you know like and it's just like Gillibrand saying her mom her grandmother organized women in upstate New York it's like is that going to come out it runs that, in the family yeah is she is she teeing it up for like she's not the only Gillibrand who organized women <sighs> so <laughs> Uh, I wonder if we, is there do you have a favorite clip that you think that we should not let let go by? Not offhand. All right. Uh, well, one thing I kind of thought was funny. I thought clip thirteen. Can you spool? I'll I'll set it up for you if you can spool. Okay, up clip I got Thirteen, it. which is Cory Booker. Uh, yeah. Give me that. I've read the report. I've read the redacted versions of the report. We have something that is astonishing going on in the United States of America. We have a president that is not acting like the leader of the free world. He's acting like an authoritarian against the actual constitution that he swore an oath to uphold. And so this is a difference with a lot of us on this debate stage. I believe that we in the United States Congress should start impeachment proceedings immediately. And I'll tell you this, Debbie Stabenow now has joined my call for starting impeachment proceedings because he is now stonewalling Congress, not allowing or subjecting themselves to the checks and balances. We swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. The politics of this be damned. When we look back in history at what happened when a president of the United States started acting more like an authoritarian leader than the leader of the free world, the question is, is what will we have done? And I believe the Congress should do its job. See, that's first of all, it's a Putin reference. Yeah. Authoritarian is what they call Putin. The fact that that guy is ranting about the Constitution is a crack up. The 10th Amendment is part of the Constitution. The 10th Amendment prevents, makes Roe versus Wade unconstitutional. It makes Obamacare unconstitutional. It makes everything that has to do with health, welfare, policing, education, all of that stuff is at the state level, according to the Constitution. The um, the so many I, I don't even think the Supreme Court 
making judgments on congressional law is constitutional. But that's how that I mean, I think that I predate Thomas Jefferson on that opinion. But uh, yeah, so but Cory Booker. So I looked into Cory Booker a little bit because he's obviously a very polished guy. He was a he. I mean, he's. I mean, he's, he's a, a crafted, little over the over. He's dramatic. a little overpolished. He's overproduced. He's a crafted individual. He was a Rhodes Scholar, which is big red flag. That means you're smart and totally in on it. He went to Yale Law School, which to me is like Skull and Bones, CIA, whatever. But he wasn't in Skull and Bones, the secret society. He was. He founded a secret society, which ah, oh, do I have it? Um. It's called Shab Thai, and it's a secret society for, uh, it's an international, Shab Thai is a global Jewish leadership society based at Yale. It's exclusive membership to boast a diverse group of Yale students, uh, alumni, current and former faculty, and uh, the, it says, this is off of Wikipedia. I got to get my Wikipedia down. Uh, co-founder Cory Booker announced his presidency of the United States uh, in 2019. So he founded this. I mean, why would he do that when he himself uh, and his parents went to the African Methodist Episcopalian Church? So I wonder what, uh, you know, that's just weird to me. I just don't understand, like, what his what his uh, angle is. And Tulsi Gabbard, I don't understand what her angle is. And I'll give you that after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. In the home stretch, we are the last minute. So this is the end of my drive for the YouTube subscribers and we're so close. I need to get to a thousand by six o'clock. Where are we Binkley? We're 974. We need 26 more in and we've got five minutes. Take so, action now. Take action. Yes. Take action now. And then when I get to a thousand, I'll take a picture and I'll tweet it. So principled uh, Liberty filled drinks. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's cocktails. And I understand people aren't always, uh, I, you know, it's a dangerous thing. It's playing with fire, fire water. I got it. But uh, I walk that middle path. I, I proceed with caution and make it fun. And it's basically half lemonade half the time anyway. So, uh, oh, but the Cory Booker thing you were telling me, what the heck? I don't know this. Cory Booker is alleged to have made up a story about a drug dealer named T-Bone that threatened his life and he later talked down uh, he talked down and they became friends to kind of Is the guy of, I went to yell with him? I don't know about that. <laughs> As one of his Stacey Abrams like stories to, you know, illustrate his qualifications, but T-Bone's Earthly existence had been fodder for public debate, leading Booker to admit that although T-Bone's corporal being is a thousand percent real, he's an archetype. Right. So he isn't a thousand percent real. So that's when I was saying like facts are facts, but truth is truth. So when you hear these stories from the politicians and they'll say, you'll be like, that's not true. Like it's true in spirit. You know, it's like, yeah, but if you can't find the actual facts too so you know what i mean it's not true it's not if you can make up whatever you want to demonstrate your point and call it real and make yourself the hero of a story being held at gunpoint yeah it's pretty annoying i wanted to get into the tells gabbard thing i'm out of time but and i want to love her but she is a member of the cfr and that makes me scratch my head 
But she's a gorgeous chick, and I like what she says. Except for the socialists, so. Anyway, so until next week. What? Big 9.95. 9.95, no way. And Binkley, you have a show next Saturday, August 10th at the Relapse Theater. I gotta go. Sorry, bye. <laughs>